This is Father Tay, or this is Father Brian. Come on, man. That's Father Tay. Uh, we're starting the Mission Impossible here. Because it's a cool song, and we're on a mission. From God. To talk about the Creed. We're going to try to break down the Creed in the next four weeks. Uh, to say how do I practically live out this creed? What does it mean? Um, what is the creed? Why do we have the creed? Um, and how did it, not really how did it come about, but how does it, how does it, how can it change my day-to-day life? So, with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tay and say, okay, what is, what is a creed? First, yeah, we, we, since we're good philosophers from our background, we have to really define what does it mean to have a creed, right? The creed is a really professional faith. It's a, it's a public statement that you make. And so that's why every Sunday Mass, we profess it. And the reason why we change the word from we to I is it's an individual profession of faith. Even though we do it the monks in front of the whole community, in front of God, we still have to make it ourselves. So a creed is these tenets of faith, these core beliefs of our faith that says, I believe this to be true. I know this to be true, and I'm living this out. The creed is the summary, the summarization of all of the history of plan of salvation within that creed. Right, so a creed is also a helpful point of reference when it comes to deciphering what is going on in the Bible. Because in the Bible, you can kind of find a whole bunch of different things. But if you don't have a creed to say... Uh, this is who God is, this is who Jesus is, and this is who the Holy Spirit is, and this is how they're all active, and this is my response to it, then you can get really lost uh, in Scripture itself. So that's why it's really important to have a creed, which is why um, the creed at the earliest stamped out was 325 was the first one, the Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm. So, And the creed that we're talking about today that we're going to use is the Nicene Creed. So the Apostles' Creed is uh, it's a smaller, condensed version of the Nicene Creed. And one of the things that uh, Father Brian and I were talking about to help us understand more why the creed is so important is that imagine of it to an analogy of a compass, right? Is the compass the lens of which we view the scriptures, the teaching of the church, and the way that we live our lives. Just like we look at a compass, right? We know the four directions to be true, and they help guide us. In the same way, we know these main uh, beliefs of ours to be true, and so it helps guide us in living our life. So let's start with the very first part of the creed. Sounds good. So the very first, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and of earth, in, of all things visible and invisible. So what does that mean? I believe in one God. First off, there's only one. There's not many. And so that's a profound statement. Um, there's only one God. And uh, because of that one God, there is something to do in response to that oneness. So do something about it, essentially, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is worship and respond. It's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you read the Catechism, the Catechism talks about when it talks about the, the one God, the oneness of God. So sometimes when we think about God, we think about him according to his functions, right? There's a lesser God, there's a, demi, there's a demigod. We get that mixed with mythology. No, no, no. They're saying before all things existed, there is only one God who created everything. Everything has its origin in him. So just think about that, right? You have one God before all else. It's just him. That creates this whole world, us, the creatures of the world, all into being. 
Right. And that <clears throat> the head is the Father Almighty. Father, a loving Father, a good Father, a good, good Father. Um, yes. And that he's Almighty, which means essentially nothing is above uh, this... Um, He's not even a being. Nothing is above God, mm -hmm. um, this mm -hmm. Father. He's the Almighty. He's He has everything under him. So, have anything to add there? Sure. If you look at scriptures too, the way that God reveals himself is pretty powerful. He answers himself very cryptically, right? When Moses asks him, who do I say that sent me? He says, I am. In the, in the Hebrew words, Yahweh. Yahweh is a very big name. And if you look at the Shema, the uh, the belief of the Israelites, I believe in one Lord, the God of Israel. Once again, you see the, the title again, I believe in one Lord, the God of Israel. There's just oneness of God, right? So we believe in one God. Boom. The maker of heaven and earth. He's the creator of all that is. So God, this one God who is a father, is the creator of all that is in heaven and on earth. Amen. So to make that absolutely practical, what that looks like is if we think about that, right? If in the morning, before I get out of bed, or before or after, for me, after I have my first cup of coffee. Amen to that. Uh, while driving to work or wherever I'm going, do I acknowledge the reality that I believe in this one God, the creator of everything that is? Like, absolutely everything. And just to acknowledge that reality? And do I live... And then the next question, do I live in that reality? Do I live in that reality in my heart? Like, uh, I don't know what that to live out of that, right? So, for me, driving back and forth, you know... On Highway 16 from Fairmont to Blue Earth, it's, you know, God created the farms, the windmills, the buildings, the cars, the folks in front of me in the cars are all created by God and sustained by God, uh, built by us, sustained by God. So that real sense that uh, we can take that, we can take that very practically of like the maker of heaven and earth to apply that to my daily life. Mm-hmm. And another good point to bring up for that part of maker heaven and earth I know especially with Pope Francis now and the Sicil Laudato Si it's very good to be mindful of the world that we live in and to take good care of it but at the same time with that statement right I believe one God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth are we yes it's good to take care and be stewards of the earth but are we making that very act of creation to become the God of itself. And um, Father Brian and we were discussing, there's a beautiful quote, I forgot where would you find it, but the quote is this, we live in the world that we created, but we don't live in the world that God created. So I love the, the examples that you said, Father Brian, about being aware of nature and being thankful for that. For me, it's the opposite. Um, because I'm not yet a morning person, but I'm sometimes a night owl. And so to really appreciate the nature of like having a nice cup of tea and just looking outside as the sun sets, sometimes the beauty of that or walking, you see a clear sky or beautiful lakes, your soul is just at peace. And then the thought comes, 
how could God create all of this, right? Just that beauty and that awe. Right. And sometimes we think we have to pray, but sometimes that act of wonderment and, and fear of the Lord is itself a prayer. Right. Like we build complex buildings, we build complex things, and the simplicity of nature is also, I think, the beauty of nature. It's super simple, but it's super complex, and God's the one that put it together. And so to be uh, a little bit attached to that um, so that we don't become as complex, but we stay simple mm-hmm. as God is simple. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to add, especially with the, the first couple parts, is when Father Brian talked about the worship and the respond, right? Because we kind of went through the whole thing. God is one God. He, he's, he's a good Father. He loves us. He gives us all these good things. And he's made this earth and heaven for us to dwell in, in heaven after we live in this life. And so how do we live that practically? I, it reminds me back of the first, second, and third commandment, right? Once again, you shall have no other gods before me. So it's saying that every, once we put our faith in God, once we worship God, once we have a relationship with him, then all things will fall into place because he is number one, right? Number two. Don't use the Lord's name. Um, no, number two is keep the Sabbath day holy. Boom. And then third is that don't use the Lord's name in vain. All of this are for the glory of God. So, <clears throat> so think about right. How many times have we, we heard God's name used so often? But yet, when we look outside, we, we are amazed at creation. We forget who created that, right? right. So we just throw His name kind of out there. Yep. Of all things, creator and maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. This is a fun one. You ready for this? So the visible, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know that, but I assume bio life, sciences, things you see. Things you can see. You're pretty confident in we're we're not uh, under illusion that there isn't physical physicality to things that we can see. But the invisible, mm-hmm. this is where things get fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. So, the, so uh, when we talk about the invisible things, we're talking about the spiritual realm. Things yet you can't see, but you know that they exist. For example, like the graces of God or someone's personality, right? Uh, and then the, their character. Are they honest? Do they have integrity, right? Are they morally upright? All these things. The love, see. faith, hope, Angels, characteristics, emotions. Exactly. Angels and saints, right? And so when okay, angels ex- or saints existed in, in the real reality. Sorry, you're right. I have a- I'm an angels here. I'll just group them together. <laughs> angels and saints. But once again, um, that statement says, even though we can't see things of this world, God is the creator of both. Things we can see and yet things we cannot see. Right, and God knows us better than we know ourselves. And so he's the one that sustains our character. He's the one that... Give us, gives us our relationship and our identity uh, with him. And so both of those, um, they're all of those God is keeping um, within existence. So during the day, do I know that, okay, he's keeping mm-hmm. my physical, mm-hmm. visible, visible self alive and well, but also my invisible self, my virtue, my characters, uh, my prayer life, my faith, my hope, all my virtues are essentially kept alive or kept in him still. I don't really own them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the debt of sin, that would be another thing. The debt of sin is in this invisible realm that we have uh, mm-hmm. when we commit sin. That that debt is something that 
isn't necessarily visible. We can kind of see the the repercussions of it in the visible, but mm-hmm. um, to say that that even is something um, mm-hmm. tangible outside that's invisible. Yeah, that's probably by far the toughest thing that the devil is so successful in, right? All these things that we talked about the spiritual world are kind of invisible, right? Sin, graces, integrity, all these things. But yet, he really works hard to make it invisible. So how do we as Catholics, when every Sunday we go to Mass and we pray this, how are we living this out? How are we acknowledging God? You see the Lord of all of our life? or you know, <clears throat> And then um, it goes deeper to some of, the, some of the other podcasts that we'll touch on, but especially with you know the Father. Now, all of us have grown up with a good family background. We know that, of course, life happens. But at the same time, is don't let that be the deterrent thing from having a relationship with God. It's going to take some time. And so, you know, maybe the best place to start in your prayer is, God, who are you? Right? I don't have a good relationship with my father, but every time I pray the creed, it's asking me to view you as my father, and I don't know how to do that yet. So give me the strength and the humility to figure out who you are to get to know you better. In seminary days, we called that Father Wounds. Yeah. Which we'll do a podcast eventually on inner healing and mm-hmm. how to go about those processes. But that'll probably be, ooh, that would be a good thing to do after Easter. Exactly. But I bring it up just because no matter what happens, you are now guaranteed a Heavenly Father. A Father who loves you, who's made all of this possible for you. So whatever happens in your life, you always have someone who loves you and is waiting for you to come back home. Boom. Cool. Wow. We just did the Mission Impossible Part 1 in 15 minutes. That's impressive. Boom. So that is what we got going for the first one, and then we'll go into the second chapter uh, in two weeks. And at the end of this, Mm -hmm. at the end of February, we have... Something special. Something special to announce eventually. So tune in. So tune in. Keep it real. Yep. Keep on listening. Wait for it. Stay holy. It's going to be a pretty awesome Lent, I have a feeling. We yeah. just have to figure some things out before we release it. Well, we, we forgot to wish you a Merry Christmas. I know we're recording this. <laughs> we wish yeah. all of you and all your listeners a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year because it's going to be Happy New Year by the time this is released. Yep. So, so, signing off. Have a good 2020.